Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Labour councillor Joe Letton is on the line. Good morning to you. Morning, Joe. Pretty exciting news about uh, Ed Sheeran, isn't it? And hopefully kick-starting um, a, a year of significant gigs, but also putting us on the map again when we were a bit worried that maybe we wouldn't be for the big stadium concerts. It's it's fantastic news. I remember, I'm not sure it was at his last concert or his series of concerts pre-COVID. I, I was the designated driver for my own family and we drove to Galway. And of course, the question was being asked, well, why not Limerick? He was in Cork, Galway, I think, in Belfast at the time. So it's great now that he's coming to Limerick. And uh, and I've been I've been asked again now, I was only told recently by my young daughter that uh, I, I have to pretend simply so that she can sit on my shoulders and get a better view depending on where she is in Tomah Park. So um, uh, they're, they're the worries of a 14-year-old now. But look, no, it's fantastic news. It's great for the city. It's great for the region. And it really does kickstart what what will hopefully be a whole series of concerts and events uh, next year. And it's a huge welcome boost as well for all our colleagues and those working in hospitality and in the tourism sectors. And, and what a perfect venue, Tomah Park. So great news. And, of course, I think it leads into what will be um, a really big, hopefully, Riverfest weekend next year, which we've really missed for the last couple of years because of COVID. It's one of the biggest and most enjoyable weekends of the year. And uh, so, no, it's great news, and I think everyone is looking forward, and everyone will be at the, the tips of the keyboards, I think, at 8 o'clock Saturday morning when the tickets right. uh, go go on sale. If you haven't already won them here on Live 95 on Absolutely, Thursday. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but on one other point before we get to the main issue, we want to chat to you about Councillor Joe Ledden. Uh, this... Uh, um, 532,000 Newton's prism, a monumental rotating equilateral prism, is to be built at the junction of Lower Thomas Street and O'Connell Street in Limerick. Uh, what's your reaction? I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Well, there was an announcement yesterday by uh, Limerick City and County Council and Falcha Ireland that in different parts of the country they are going to put in outdoor facilities, things to make us more interested in what's happening um, uh, outside, you know, as part of the development of various cities. And this particular one is what is going in in Limerick. Um, and apparently the council uh, are partnering with it. And there's 532,000, I think, Falch Ireland's Urban Animation Investment Scheme have put it in. We've been covering it on news uh, since right. yesterday. And it is a as I say, a monumental, rotating, equilateral prism, Newton's prism, to be oh. built at the junction of Lower Thomas Street and O'Connell Street. We only spoke yesterday. Well, look, I suppose, how many times have we had the conversation about how do we make the city more enticing and attractive and engaging and giving people a, re- a reason to come into the city, uh, if not to do business, well, then to, to, to enjoy it from a cultural or a dining point of view. So and we, only, we only approved yesterday a pergola, which would be a permanent outdoor, obviously, uh, fitting for uh, for Thomas Street to complement the pedestrian works that are already happening there. And we've seen in the last few weeks as the city and the country have started to reopen the amount of people now who've adapted to outdoor dining uh, and, and socialising and it gives a real kind of a sense of life and vibrancy throughout the city. So any additional facilities or initiatives that are going to complement what we're trying to do and make the city and make Limerick uh, an attractive 
place to visit. I, I, I would certainly welcome it. Uh, we, we spoke before about, um, you know, lighting up uh, buildings and, um, you know, having, um, you know, different displays on different cultural buildings or be it like the, the castle or the art gallery or the museum and things like that. So anything that's going to add to the curiosity and the imagination and give people a reason to come into the city, sure, one would have to welcome it. Right. So um, this is, as I say, under Falcher Ireland's Urban Animation Investment Scheme. A public art, light installations and performance spaces to transform cities and towns. And in our case, it will be Newton's Prism, a monumental rotating equilateral prism built at the junction of Lower Thomas Street and O'Connell Street and the cost of €532,000. And Joe, to be fair, it'll probably complement the public realm works that are happening as we see. I know a lot of people, particularly the traders, are discommoded on O'Connell Street at the moment, but significant uh, 9 million works of public realm uh, on our main street uh, and, and adjacent streets is currently on the way. We had the great news last week with the update in relation to the Rugby Museum at the corner of Cecil Street and Thomas Street. So a lot, ha- and obviously the crane are thankfully now down in Rutland Street and Patrick Street in terms of the Opera Centre. You know, at times I'd like to press a button and fast forward five years in terms of some of the bigger capital projects, but there is a lot happening and, uh, and, it, and it's great to see it. So okay. It's all positive. Right, we're trying to Councillor Joe Ledden because we have been chatting on the show about the shortage of accommodation for students in Limerick over the last few weeks and here's just a reminder of that. Somebody or a landlord had put bunk beds inside the kitchen of their house um, in the Castle Troy area. Um, that doesn't meet uh, the minimum standards out, as outlined by the RTB. But unfortunately, at the moment, we currently have a huge number of students who would happily take this. Um, so two beds, yeah, a bunk bed inside the kitchen of a house, about three foot away from uh, the cooker and the other kitchen appliances. So, yeah, very, very dangerous, as you can imagine. There was a bathroom, uh, there was, an, I suppose, an ensuite. I'd imagine it was actually a bathroom floor that was just off the kitchen, but it was, yeah, right right beside the bed as well. There was also um, two bedrooms upstairs, I believe. Was there any indication as to price for that? So they said there was three, the three rooms um, were 450, 475 and 500, I believe. Uh, there was no indication as to which room was which, and I'm not too sure whether or not the... The bunk bed would be split between two people or not, either. Uh, it's absolutely crazy. We're on a waiting list, several waiting lists. Uh, people now are talking about the fact that nothing is available and uh, hotel accommodation is the way to go. We've been advised to book something for the first couple of weeks at least to see if we can then come up with something. And I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. If you go in on your own, it's, you're talking 300 a week. If you can find somebody to go with you, it's, it's half of that. But it's very stressful for the kids as well because it's already tough on them and now they don't know where they're going to be or will they have accommodation and it's been a total nightmare. Students can't come on to accommodation. I have 100 to 200 emails in the last week just requesting accommodation. We have parents and students coming into my office every day. We have phone calls every single day requesting, you know, students um, uh, for accommodation. And we have no, we, we don't have anywhere to point them. We're pointing them to hotels um, for short-term accommodation and everything like that. Um, like, we'd love to reach out to the local community. Um, if anybody has digs, apartments, anything, um, to reach out and email accommodation at lit.ie. Um, anything that can, at all that can be uh, uh, 
little box bedroom or anything. The students are now having to defer. They don't have the access to the education. Um, and that's the main problem here. We can talk about students and the tensions and everything like that. But there is a huge number of students that don't even get that opportunity. The whole issue of student accommodation in Limerick creating a big debate on the show and elsewhere. As I mentioned, Labour Councillor Joe Ledden is with us. And you've noted accommodation close to Mary Immaculate College that's remained closed. How suitable do you think it would be for student accommodation? It's absolutely perfect, Joe. It's actually a crying shame. We have three blocks literally on the campus of Mary Immaculate College, uh, literally 500 yards from the main college itself, just off Ashburn Avenue there off the Dock Road, uh, just in the context of your listeners to give them an idea where it's positioned. And these three students' apartment, these buildings actually were originally built in the early 1990s for student accommodation by a company called Westbourne Holiday Hostel. And after a couple of years, they were then used by the Reception and Integration Agency from the Department of Justice to house asylum seekers um, throughout the, the 2000s and right up to 2017. Uh, and then that lease finished with the, uh, the Department of Justice and they've remained empty since. And like they housed, I think, about 60 or 70 asylum seekers. I think there's about 80-odd bed spaces across the three blocks. And as I speak to you now, they're boarded up um, and derelict looking. And it's absolutely extremely frustrating when you hear the comments from people on the Vox Pop there, uh, whether it's parents or students themselves, or even uh, accommodation managers within the colleges crying out for, um, for, for, for even people who have a spare room to let to a student because it has gone so bad. Uh, I have family and friends working in hospitality and they're telling me there are several hotels around the city now facilitating students to come in on a Monday and check out on a Friday, which in itself is not ideal either. But but in terms of this accommodation, for example, what what can um, be done to push this on? And what are Mary I saying to you? Well, I've contacted the college not on more than one occasion, and I have to say I'm a bit disappointed because, I mean, they're, as I said, the buildings are effectively on campus. The fact that they've been empty for three or four years, um, uh, I, I think, is a failure on everyone involved in, 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 in trying to facilitate accommodation, whether it's for students or anyone else. Um, I think it's actually a reflection as well in terms of the council and our derelict sites team that, you know, we have a situation whereby the buildings are not listed on the derelict sites register, even though they're boarded up. That in itself is wrong. Um, now, having said that, even if they were on the derelict sites register, the levies in terms of the owners are something like 3% per annum, uh, which, again, are probably not, how would you say, uh, not persuasive enough to, to compel an owner to actually redevelop, upgrade or sell the properties. What I can't understand is why, even if the college didn't have the capital resources to, to purchase the buildings, that they couldn't enter into a lease arrangement or a rental arrangement with the owner and put the apartments to good use for the benefit of students. Uh, it's absolutely ludicrous to have three blocks of apartments boarded up, derelict, an eyesore in the local community when at the same time you've students and others crying out for accommodation. Right. Well, John Randall's the college accommodation manager of Mary Immaculate um, and told the Limerick leader it's frustrating but that they are in advanced talks about buying uh, the particular um, 81 block properties that you're talking about there. So let's see if that advances it. I mean, clearly for students all over um, Limerick City and County at the moment, it is difficult and this is very much a student town, as we well know, and now they're coming back to us physically after the pandemic. Well, Labour Councillor Joe Ledden, thanks very much for all of that. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.